Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. And welcome to another episode of Rugged Theology. I'm Adam Diamond, your host, and today we have with me three guys from Mawa Mission who are no strangers. We have Curtis Rogers. I'm Curtis Rogers, and I'm a ministry intern here at Mile One. That is your cue to speak, Curtis. You weren't really sure if you should open your mouth. Well, because you already introduced <laughs> me, so... I introduced myself. Yeah, and then you said, we have Curtis Rogers, so... Yeah. I was going to say my own name. It's your chance to say... <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Keep her going, bud. Keep her going. And we also have David Drover. How's it going, people? And Matthew Leahy. Hey, everyone. So David is another in- ministry intern. He is on the lead team for Kilbride Community Church whom Mr. Matt Leahy is the lead planter of and pastor of. So we're going to talk today about <laughs> baptism and mm. specifically water baptism. So I know, Matt, uh, you guys, you and Dave have been working through this a bit at KCC, right? Yeah, that's right. We For our home group this past week, we actually spoke about that. So we, we looked at uh, yeah baptism and stuff. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> All right. So today, uh, let's, let's just start with a few questions. Like first, like, you know, what is water baptism? Can you, let's just talk about that. And should Christians be baptized in water? Is there a necessity for it? What do you guys think? I mean, I guess to, to kick off the conversation, um, what is water baptism? Well, it's I mean, baptism in water. Yeah. I mean, I guess the way, at least as Baptists, as good Baptists, um, we would see it as we would basically fully immerse somebody in water and lift mm. them out. Um, and that's kind of the physical act of it. And we would simply define, we would basically call that a public declaration of somebody's faith. Um, and it symbolizes the unity that they have with Christ. That's kind of, I guess, the one-liner, the one-liner answer. Um, and should we get baptized? Yeah, because Jesus tells us to get baptized in Matthew 28. He says, baptize disciples. So it's... That's why we call it often an ordinance of mm. the church, because it was commanded by somebody in authority, um, a.k.a. Jesus, who is God. So that's why we, it's one of the things that we do as a church, baptize disciples. Yeah, so um, you just said like it was a direct command, mm-hmm. right, for us to be uh, yep. baptized in water. So, I mean, we, you know, Christians should likely be baptized in water. Uh, but Curtis, you come from a denomination that doesn't, do water baptism, right? Yeah, I grew up Salvation Army, so they don't practice baptism or um, communion. I, I guess this sort of evolved over time in a sense because it sort of stemmed from William Booth's mission in London and, and dealing with um, alcoholics and things like that. And he was sort of cautious and apprehensive about using, you know, wine and communion and things like that. So it came from it came from a good heart. And then obviously, if you don't do communion, I mean. Baptism is sort of that initiating covenant sign, and then communion follows that. Um, so I guess you know the two things just, just stop being practiced, and they're not practiced to this day. We have sort of um, the senior soldiers covenant type of thing, and you know you enter into that, and I guess that's sort of their form of baptism communion, which you know okay. I don't think is right, but <laughs> yeah, they they don't practice it. So like, what would a Salvation Army um person who attends that denomination, what would they say generally, do you think, in regards to water baptism? Yeah, I mean, they, they might just say that it's not necessary. Um, you know, I, I know some people that, that, that would 
love to get baptized mm-hmm. <laughs> in Salvation Army. Um, Interestingly but, enough, like I actually had a good friend in high school who was Salvation Army, and uh, she, you know, through reading scripture and that, she came to uh, the decision that she wanted to be water baptized. And when she told her grandparents, who were uh, her parents didn't really go to church, but her grandparents did. So when she told her grandmother, her mother actually said she was going to ruin her life. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess wow. uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, so. I actually got ba- I got baptized when I was still a part of the Salvation Army. It was like I got baptized here at Calvary, but I was still hadn't fully transitioned yet. So yeah, um, <laughs> I remember those times well. Yeah. <laughs> was was there uh, any type of reception, poor reception or anything? Like did anyone say anything I, because I, you got? I don't, I don't think anybody really knew. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I baptized did, under the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did tell my. Um, Salvation Army pastor, and, and he he was all for it. He was like, man, if the Salvation Army let me, I would be down baptizing people today. So there are some people that still hold that view, but because they're in the denomination, I guess just sort of submit to the denomination. And I guess there's some people that take it a bit more of extreme. So Okay. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we've broken down, like, should Christians be baptized in water? I mean, if Jesus says, you know, go and baptize, yeah. I would think that's a pretty direct command to... Mm-hmm be baptized in water mm-hmm. and um, jesus himself was baptized he was yeah. he was by uh, john the baptist there you go <laughs> for you baptists in the room um but uh let's break down exactly what like more a little bit more about water baptism so if this is a command from jesus does it add anything to your salvation or like are you saved without water baptism like how how does that, how does water baptism fit into this if this is a command from Jesus? So it should be noted first and foremost that you know no baptism doesn't save you. It doesn't protect you from evil. It doesn't uh, it doesn't mean that you're now part of a denomination or part, or, part of God's family or part of God's family. It, baptism is a sign. It's it's a symbol of of your unity with Christ. And we can go to, to Romans 6 for that. And I'll just, I'll just read it. If you give me a second to, to find the, the, the passage. Uh, so Paul writing in Romans 6, he says, uh, Therefore we were buried with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. Right? So if, for if we have been united with him in the likeness of his death, as it says in verse 5, we will certainly also be in the likeness of his resurrection. And so there, there's this idea that baptism, it, it's this unifying uh, with Christ in his death, and hence why, as Baptists, we, we subscribe to full water or full body immersion into water. It's that act of going down, symbolizing that you're dying into mm-hmm. Christ, and then just as Christ rose, we rise up out of the water, signifying newness of life. And so, and and again, just to be clear, I don't think you you said this, but just to be crystal clear with everybody listening, baptism isn't what unites you to Christ. It's a symbol for the fact that you are united to Christ. Yeah, that's right. That's a key difference because if it was the thing that makes you united to Him, then I mean, essentially, you could you could make the argument that it saves you, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's it's a symbol for that, like you said that. That idea of you're going down in the water, you're being buried with Christ and, and lifted up again. That's right. Um, That's right. Uh, so let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you guys this: um, If Jesus Himself was baptized, was in He representing <laughs> that He was being buried? Like, and what would John, who was baptizing people before Jesus, if this is our Christian way of looking at it, what was the intent of people being baptized beforehand? So, John the Baptist, when he when he did his baptism, he did it. 
uh, as a symbol of ritual cleansing. Um, and so there was this idea of, uh, you know, through the waters of, of baptism, you are uh, cleansed of, of sin. But, you know, there's also a, a deeper element because we know that baptism doesn't uh, isn't for the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. Like if you look back at the Old Testament, the only way to, to, to attain forgiveness of sins was through animal sacrifice. Uh, and so again, it was a symbolic uh, representation of, of the cleansing uh, of sin. Um, and so... So, um, I mean, I do think there is an element though. In So if you go to Mark chapter 1, for, for instance, in verse 4... Mm-hmm. It says, John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Um, and again, I mean, obviously, as Matt kind of did say, it's it's pre the cross, it's pre... But there was an element to where the, the idea of coming to get baptized, and it says that um, in verse 5, and all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins, mm-hmm. right? So there was this idea of of turning away from your sin yeah, yeah. when you got mm-hmm. baptized. And even that's consistent, I think, too, with with what the mm-hmm. apostles taught in, in Acts. You know, mm-hmm. you go to Acts 2, mm-hmm. Peter says, repent and be baptized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's this there's this kind of correlation between repentance um, and baptism. Now, of course, again, be crystal clear, baptism doesn't save you, mm-hmm. um, but it is important. It does have weight, and we should do it. Um, yeah, so it doesn't mean that you're any less of a Christian, we'll say, if you're not yeah. water baptized, but it is a command from our Lord and Savior. Yeah, and I mean, a classical example, or not classical, a classic, a classic yeah, example <laughs> um, of this, I mean, it's theoretical, but if somebody was dying and they genuinely repented of their sin and turned to Christ on their deathbed, but mm-hmm. didn't get baptized, it's faith that they need, not baptism. Mm. Um, like they're still saved if they have faith, a genuine faith and a genuine repentance in Jesus. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean the classic way, you know, we'll say for people to be saved is what Paul said, you know, you need to believe in your heart and confess through your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, repent and repent and be baptized. So yeah, you're following Christ through the water. And that's our now Christian way to look back and interpret that, that, we are in union with Christ, and now it's more of a symbol. That it's not just a symbol of turning away from sin. Now, it's a symbol that we are united with Christ, and that our sins are taken away. And and this is something we talked about a little bit on Wednesday night with with the KCC folks too. Um, and Matt pointed us to to John one twelve, where it says, "But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he bega- he gave the right to become children of God." And, and if you see that, you know, it's not. Whoever was baptized became a children of God. It's whoever believed, mm-hmm. right? Like there's that, that's what's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so belief is just massively important in being a Christian. I mean, it's not It's not about, I mean, obviously, again, it's important to be baptized, but it's not what saves you. Uh, so that, that brings us to a, another good question, actually. You know, if belief, if we're saying belief comes before water baptism, um, there are different modes or ways for people to be baptized. Um, some people do, um, you know, baptize babies uh some people do a sprinkling mm-hmm. um some people do Im- baptism by immersion which is what we practice where you're you know fully immersed in water and brought up out of it um so is there a way that we should recognize like is there a wrong way to do water baptism is there a right way or is there room for disagreement on this right so i think we have to have grace and understanding uh for a number of reasons 
but before I get into that, by and large, the example in Scripture is full, uh, full immersion. Mm. Uh, you, you see this when when Christ goes down into into the uh, into the rivers of um, uh, when he's baptized by John the Baptist, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch. I mean, it's it's all over the place, right? Uh, it's full body immersion, uh, and even like when you look at the the underlying Greek that talks about baptism, uh, it has this idea of dipping a like a bucket or a jar into water, fully immersing the bucket and bringing the bucket back back up with with the water. And so there's there's this understanding and idea of of full immersion in into water. Uh, but then again, when I when I talk about you need to have grace and understanding, there there are definitely uh, contextual situations you have to take into consideration when it comes to baptism. And, you know, I, I, I heard the story and I, I never want to make the exception, the rule, because we should always strive towards following the biblical example of baptism. But, mm-hmm. you know, like just one, you know, a one-off example, I, I know of a person whose grandfather was baptized uh, during World War II. And because of the the nature of, of the environment and, and the volatility of it, he met the, uh, the, the pastor or priest, I can't remember which one it was, uh, along the side of, of, a, of a body of water. And the, the pastor came along, nodded at him, bumped him into the water and kept on walking because right? it was so dangerous to be baptizing people at that time. Um, and, and so, I, you know, I, I think we have to have some understanding, but again, we should all strive towards following the biblical example of, of full body immersion. Yeah. And, and just to back up the whole immersion, I mean, obviously I do think there's a bit of room where we can, um, you know, have disagreement and maybe I'll get into that in a second, but, um, just backing kind of that idea up about immersion and going back to Romans chapter six, where yep. Paul is talking about, um, baptism and also being united to Christ in verse six, he says, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would be no longer enslaved to sin. So for me, I mean, if this is what baptism is, is symbolizing this unitedness to Christ, um, it makes sense if, if our whole body, we are crucified with him or at the body of sin might be brought to nothing. It makes sense that our whole body would then therefore be buried and brought down, mm. not just a part of it, because every part of us is sinful. Um, so it's the hi- idea of the whole of us being brought down. So I think that's also just a, you know, an argument. Again, it's not necessarily explicitly said, thou shalt immerse them. Um, but I think the most accurate biblical you know, representation of baptism is, is immersion. Um, and in terms of having, I guess, disagreement, unless anybody else wanted to no, you jump in there. Um, yeah, I think, I think there's a difference. So, and we kind of talked about this on, on Wednesday night as well, because there's a bit more grace to be had when, when we're talking with people who are arguing with us. Um, and I don't say arguing in a negative way, but mm-hmm. you know, discussion with two opposing views. Um, where we're discussing baptism and people where we have our Bibles open, we're talking about, you know, things like the old covenant, the new covenant, discontinuity yep. and continuity between the two um, different passages. And, and if they, you know, our Presbyterian reformed brothers um, would have arguments, they would, they would say that we should baptize babies as a sign of, you know, it's a continuation of the old covenant into the new. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're, if we're talking Bible, then, then great. But if at any point that conversation becomes, um, baptizing babies because it regenerates them, Mm -hmm. then there are some more issues where I think we need to stand a little firm. Yep. um, Which would I, and again, I'm not a really a huge Roman Catholic um, or have much knowledge of Roman Catholicism, but I believe that's kind of how they would lean 
um, in that kind of more regeneration sort of view. So when it comes to talking with um, people who believe that, I think there is a lot more at stake um, because essentially it's the same problem that Paul deals with in the book of Galatians when he writes them. And, and they're, basically there's these group of Judaizers who are saying, you need faith in Christ plus circumcision, and that's the gospel. That's what you need to be saved. And he, yeah, he yeah. writes them, and he's just, he's PO'd. Like, <laughs> you know, he's like, what, how could you believe this? Like, this is so, mm. in, like... You're, 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 you're adding to the gospel, right? You know, like we say a lot of times, and someone I'm sure someone else has said before us, uh, Jesus plus something equals nothing. Exactly. Right? I, can, I can just imagine, like, you know, it is a bit of a disconcerting thought, but coming before the Lord and Jesus saying, was not my sacrifice enough? Yeah. Right? Well, that's what you're saying, because you're adding, it's not just faith in Christ. It's not just the cross. It's the cross plus something that you're adding to it. That's right. Whether that's circumcision, whether that's baptism, no matter what the work is, it's mm-hmm. it's wrong. You're adding, it's it's a false gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, that's why I think we do need to be very cognizant of that because the reality is if just because if you're baptized and you don't believe then you're just as damned as you were before you got baptized um and that's a harsh reality but that's just and you, you know, explained that's quite serious yeah and you, you kind of explained on uh, on wednesday night uh, or was it john it was either you or john that you know for a lot of people baptism becomes uh the safety net that people will lean upon and I think so it was john but yeah. yeah and so if i baptize you know if i'm if, if i if i get baptized and then i go live a life of complete you know unrepentance and debauchery and you know just not with the lord oh that's okay because i was baptized into the church i was exactly yep. and that's why i say get your that. last rights then well right and the <laughs> bigger subjects right but so. the, i mean those are things we can all touch on in another episode but uh just uh, dave reminded me actually i attended a um, catholic roman catholic uh, funeral for a baby. I think it was about nine or ten months old. Uh, the family, their older child, had been attending um, our church's uh, children's program, and uh, the youth pastor he had gotten to know the family very well. They wanted him to attend, so he asked him if I could come as well. I was kind of like interning with them at that time, so uh, we went. And it was very frustrating. There was no real hope given to the family, and I'm not saying this is how every Roman Catholic. Uh, funeral goes but there for a child there was no real hope all that was really said was that because this child was baptized there was a hope of that child being an angel in heaven there was no guarantee that the child was uh, anywhere there was nothing really being said but because of baptism nothing else there was a hope that the child would be an angel not even that it would be with god that would be an angel so i mean that's something we can get into another topic um i mean how many times have we heard I uh, know heaven's gained another angel, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but no, I mean, this is an important topic for us to get into and really even talk about because, I mean, a lot of people probably haven't put a whole lot of thought into water baptism, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we had to go through it for our Acts uh, 29 uh, Church in Hard Places training, so it really got us thinking about stuff. Uh, so let's put a little practical spin on this. Um, so what do you do as, uh, Matt, I'll ask you first, uh, what do you do if you're the pastor of a church um, you have your you know, constitution written out, your beliefs and everything, and you say that we believe in baptism by immersion uh, f- in order for you to be a member of Kilbride Community Church. And someone comes to you, and they've been baptized as an infant, and they think that's good. You should. I, I was baptized. Um, I could be a member. Like, How would you approach that? No, that, that's a fantastic question. That's one we kind of tackled really on uh, question, on yeah. Wednesday night as well. And so, Deadly. you know, I, I read a book earlier this week uh, about this subject, and I love the quote. It says, Jesus doesn't command us to baptize 
uh, potential disciples, but to baptize disciples. And so if someone got baptized as a child, you know, great. All right. But that does not mean that they're a disciple of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, if, if it were, if it were me, I'd be wanting to know a couple of things, right. And we can go to scripture and we can look at this. You know, David uh, alluded earlier that when, when Peter, uh, finished preaching the gospel, essentially, he, he said to the, to the crowds, repent and be baptized. And so, uh, if someone wants to be baptized, I'd be first wanting to know, have you, like, are you repentant? Are you repenting of your sins? And then looking at Matthew 28, are you a disciple? Are you looking at the word of God, allowing it to transform your life, uh, you know, guide your life? Are you, are you leaning upon God in the mm-hmm. word? Uh, then, you know, are you putting your faith in Christ and Christ alone, not Christ and, you know, as we have talked about this, that, and the other thing. Uh, and so, those are the three things, you know, just off the top of my head that I'd want to look at. You know, are you repentant? Have you put your faith in Christ alone? And are you, uh, are you, are you a disciple? Are you moving towards ma- spiritual maturity? Right. I mean, basically, are you a Christ- Are you a real, true Christian? Um, mm-hmm. And if you are, then the answer is that you should be baptized. Um, and you should be baptized if you have been baptized as a as a child. I would argue that you probably should be baptized since you're a believer. Because I mean, I think we kind of danced around it a little bit here, but I mean. Basically, all that we're saying is that believers should be baptized. Mm-hmm. Who should be baptized? Believers, people who are really Christians who believe in Jesus. Um, and then I guess too, just to add on to that. So I, I love that, Matt. You know, there's kind of this process of, well, we've got to a kind of walk maybe with them a little bit in baptism, what that looks like, and and walk through the road. Well, are you really a Christian? Um, and that's great. But then I guess just kind of going that step further, because you mentioned the idea of church membership and how that relates to baptism. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I would say that, yeah, I think I think it's important to be baptized. Um, I mean, I guess technically we haven't sat down and necessarily, you know, this is exactly how it's going to go. But um, I know at Calvary Baptist, that's if you're not baptized, you can't become a member. Yep. Um, yep. Now, will they baptize you? Absolutely. Um, and I think an important part of that, too, is, again, because when you become a member of a church, um, you're basically being affirmed by the church, and, and the church and the leadership of the church and every other member is basically saying, yes, we believe and affirm that this person is really a Christian and they are going to be a representation of what it means to be a part of the kingdom of God here on earth yep. today. And that's that's a big deal. I love that picture of an embassy, right? Um, so anyways, there's this idea that the, the church basically is affirming you as a Christian um, and, and basically vouching for you, I guess in some ways, it might not be the best word. Um, and I think in order, you know, a great way to... I guess have the church to be really confident in that is to mm-hmm. to have you baptized, to have you publicly declare your faith um, if you haven't already, and say that I I pledge my allegiance to to Christ. I'm united with Him. Um, and it, we use the example on Wednesday nights from it's actually from a guy. I don't who wrote that Twenty Schemes book. Do you know that baptism book? No, not not the one from Mez, but the church one. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I can't remember. 20 Schemes, Next next Step Series, right? Next Step Series. The book yeah. on church has a great little chapter on baptism. Um, definitely check it out if you haven't already. It's it's very nice and concise. But he uses the illustration of like when you go to a sports, like a sports game. Um, and I started to talk about soccer on Wednesday night, but then somebody said the Leafs and the Canadians are like, oh, right, people like hockey in Canada. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're born in the wrong country, Dave. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I've been told that before. But anyways... Um, so I was like, yeah, so like if you go to a, a Toronto Maple Leafs game versus the Canadians, like there is going to be the group who's wearing their Maple Leafs jerseys and the 
and the group that's wearing their Canadians jerseys. And yep. just by looking at their, their what, shirt, you what, know. One group is saved, the other isn't. Well. No, <laughs> no, neither group is saved. I mean, maybe. Go Sens. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm not a hockey fan, so I, no comment. Um, we can talk about soccer if you want. But uh, yeah, so anyways, but but by looking at their shirt, you, it's a clear declaration like i'm aligned i'm my allegiance is with the maple leaf yeah yeah or my allegiance is with the canadians like that's who i'm that's the team i'm playing for um and in a lot of ways i think when we get baptized that's kind of that that's part of the statement that we're making you know i'm i'm with christ yeah yeah um i'm not of the world i'm i'm of christ now that's um, so good so uh, just one quick question guys before we clue up um like how stringent should we be on this like what if someone comes to you and for some reason they cannot be baptized by immersion whether they be you know physically handicapped or um there's some reason why they can't be you know fully immersed like how how would you approach that subject would you still accept them would you baptize them using a different method Ooh, that is a tough one well i i mean it comes back to what i said there has to be some grace and understanding so i mean you know if someone comes in and they're you know physically incapable of, of being fully submersed then you know, I I don't think I could sit there and say, no, I'm not baptizing you just because I cannot dunk you in the water, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. right? And so, I, the, again, there there has to be some sort of ebb and flow, give and take to it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. know some people have done like a, almost like not a sprinkle, but a pour over, right? Tell yeah, you, yeah. You know, kind of immerse that way, which is which is possible, right? Yeah. yeah, I think I would agree with that. I mean, I mean, again, you, I think immersion is the most biblical, and I think it's you know for for reasons and you know, for symbolic reasons, like in Romans six, mm-hmm. um, is the ideal way to practice it. But again, it's, I don't think at least not to, to my knowledge, there's any command that says thou shalt dunk, um, fully immersed. Right. So again, if, if scripture isn't completely clear, then I think we have a bit of wiggle room that if the, if it, you know, if we can't, then we mm-hmm. can't. Um, but it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to declare their faith to Jesus. And Amen. All right. Well, thanks, guys. This has been great. Uh, just a recap for anyone listening. Um, should you be baptized in water? Yes, you should be. Um, we at Calvary Baptist believe in baptism through full immersion, um, and this is just our stance on it. You know, we have brothers and sisters who have a different take on it, and there is room for disagreement there. There is room to you know, kind of debate that. Um, but you, it, it's still a command of the Lord and something that we should take very seriously and we should think about, pray about if you haven't been baptized already. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed this conversation and uh, I hope it encouraged you. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at www.mileonemission.ca.